Um, good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Norman Fabiso. And um, as Sophia was saying uh, something about her the identity, something came into my, into my mind as I was sitting down there. Uh, a lot of people cannot pronounce my name and I am now known as Norma. It doesn't actually make me very happy a person, but um, I've learned to accept it after a long while. Um, and thank you very much for this invite, uh, Remy. Uh, and when I got this invite, I said I'll take this opportunity to raise this important issue. I am not a social worker, first of all. I am just a mature student. But social work with immigrant families is my passion since I've started on the course. Therefore, this is what I want to highlight tonight. Um, I just want to highlight the issues that do arise when, we, when we're bringing up uh, our children in Ireland as Africans. I am a mother myself. As Sophia said, I, I am a mother. I am a student, a mature student. I am receiving rent allowance. I was in the direct provision and I'm not ashamed. I am not apologetic about it. And I am a South African. And as a South African, I'm not even supposed to be coming to Ireland to seek asylum. Since uh, as, uh, uh, Gertrude was saying all these wonderful things about South Africans, uh, leaders, you know, trying to, uh, trying to sort of uh, bring the, 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 the liberation here in Ireland or the link between Ireland and South African struggle. Yes, we can draw parallels from that, but the struggle is real. We are not liberated. I am here today in 2016 as a South African, and I came to Ireland to seek asylum as a South African. It's not a war zone country, it's a very peaceful country. So I just don't understand how that could happen. And mind you, a white South African would come to Ireland and they will not come through the direct provision system. They will be granted work permit from South Africa. They will have guarantee of a job, a place to live. I be in, on social media, I, I belong to one of the social uh, one of the social groups, South Africans in Ireland or South Africans in where overseas, something like that. South Africans leave South Africa with the security, with that assurance of job security. But myself, because of the color of my skin, I have to come through here, through the direct provision system, through the asylum, which is the most, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Anyway, going back to my presentation tonight, as a mother myself, um, the statutory definition of the child is a person under the age of 18 years, excluding a person who is or has never been married. 
and this definition is also used by, uh, by the UN. Um, Ireland has become a multicultural society. In the past 15 years, Ireland has become diverse. We, you know, probably 15 years ago, you would not find black people here. Well, this is not the case anymore. Traditionally, Ireland used to be the country of emigration. That's people leaving the Irish, the Irish shores going to, to look for work elsewhere. But 15 years ago, that has all changed. Uh, the current issues when it comes to African children well, the concerning current uh, trends when it comes to African children is the over-representation of, chi of child protection services. Our children are over-represented in the child protection services. Again, I am not a social worker. I am just a trainee. Maybe two years' time you meet me, I will be a social worker. But as for now, I am just a trainee. But this report really got me worried as a mother, as a single mother for that matter. Uh, I'm going to use uh, the last uh, statistics from 2011 because the recent ones are not yet out. I hope we've all filled forms for the, you know, they were distributing census forms. So the results of that were not yet out. So use the last ones which were collected five years ago. According to the census, 2011, there were 17,672 Nigerian families, 4,872 South Africans living in Ireland. And eight and other African countries had less than 1,000 and more than 200 of their nationals living here. This is the report um, I was referring to earlier on, the Child Care Report 2013 by Carol Carlton. The report also suggests that, an African, uh, that African families are 20 times more likely to find themselves in the care courts than other members of Irish society. Isn't that concerning? Doesn't that concern you? And why is that? Can we ask ourselves the reasons for that? The reasons for this is parental absence that had emerged as a main reason, mental illness, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. Because of time, I'm not going to get into details about all of these factors that had arise for these reasons, but I made it, uh, uh, there's two reasons that, or actually three reasons that would kind of, kind of stood out for me as an African parent myself. Parental absence. I'll just tell you a little bit story. Uh, when I came in, into Ireland and I was in Baseskin, uh, at their reception centre where asylum seekers first uh, uh, live in, that was in Dublin. And what, there was one of these African newspapers, I think, it, I can't remember what it's called, 
Africa World or African something like that, but it's an African newspaper. And there was an article that caught my attention at the time, and it said African marriages do not survive in Ireland. Thank you. And, well, I'm not married, and I didn't understand then what that meant, but I read the article anyway. Without getting into details about that, um, because I'm not a marriage counselor, neither am I married. Mental illness is another issue with Africans in Ireland. Again, it was in Dublin. When I was in Dublin, that somebody told me that, oh, you just came. Oh, God, you better be careful here. South Africans are going mad. And I laughed about it. I laughed so hard and I didn't understand what the person meant up until I was thrown in somewhere in the bushes in north of Cork with nothing to do, receiving 19 euro a week. And that's when my mental illness started responding. Then I knew that, oh my God, I laughed at the time when somebody was saying this to me and it, it was happening to me. I've never been a suicidal person in my life. I'm one of those, in, you know, encourages people. I, I'm very strong, I do things, you know. I've been through a lot in my life. But when that happened to me, I started blaming myself. Like, how could I end up in a place like this? This is not how people are kept. In Europe, what kind of Europe is this? When, uh, I'm from South Africa, and in South Africa, yes, we had the apartheid. Yes, people uh, uh, had uh, issues with the apartheid, and everybody was saying around the whole world that apartheid was so wrong. But we were never kept like that, and we had jobs. Our parents had jobs. I am this generation that actually watched their parents go through the apartheid system without having to give out my age. But I was there, you know, I remember very well my mom worked for a, white, a very wealthy white family with all the, the beautiful things that we didn't have. And we were not allowed in the premises. But my mom would sneak us in anyway to come and have a look, you know. If it was my birthday or my brother's birthday, that would get a treat and be taken to that beautiful house. Whereas we live in a tiny little house far away. I got into, uh, went into a heated debate with, um, with one of my colleagues about attachment theories. I said, how dare you tell me about at at attachment theories? You know how other societies uh, raise their children? It's not always that I'm always going to be with my son 24-7. It depends on what social background you are from, what kind of socioeconomic background you are from. And you are telling me that uh, um, uh, attachment theories are important for children. I don't dispute that as a mother. Yes, they are important, but people out there, in the reality is, yes, this is what the literature says, but the reality is people are affected by these things, and it's okay for others to, to be affected, but it's not okay for the others, you know? So, going back to mental illness, as I, as I mentioned earlier on that, I came through the, the direct provision and 
that was the, 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 the beginning of my mental state, you know. My mental illness started there. So you can imagine what it does to people. And there are people, right, there are young people. I see this room, there, it, 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 there's a, a number of young people. There are young people in direct provision centers that need, like yourselves, that need to, to, to be encouraged to be, to be uh, you know, to be encouraged to, 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 to carry on, you know, with life. They would like to study as much as somebody else who's studying in UCC. What about that young person who's in the direct provision center stuck there with nothing to do? Where will they end up in the next, not even five years, in the next two years, in the next year for that matter? So I would like to say to young people here in this room, do stand up and challenge issues. It is cool, you know, for young people to challenge such issues. I also again had another debate with young people and I said, yes, you are fortunate. You, don't, you say you don't know anything about direct provision. You didn't come here through the direct provision, so it's not your problem. Make it your problem. Again, another group of people said when I raised the direct provision uh, issue, they said, we don't know anything about the direct provision. We didn't come here through the direct provision. Or some people, even though they came through the direct provision, they don't want anything to do with it. They just want to move on from that. And guess what? That's very wrong. Even if I didn't come here through the direct provision, if I see people living like that, I'll make some noise so fast that the Irish state would want me out of here. Again, another issue with physical abuse. We are Africans. Physical abuse when it comes to children. I know myself, I used to use a wooden spoon, but since I started on this course, I'd forgotten about it. You know, I found other ways of punishing my son. So, therefore, I know it's an African thing that, hey, I will flog you, hey, you know, but it is now abolished. It is now completely abolished. I'm very uh, kind of concerned that I don't see um, a lot of mothers here tonight. Yes, I appreciate that they are young people, but I would have loved to see um, uh, mothers here tonight. And so people, please do take the message that uh, child assessment is completely abolished in Ireland. And the sexual abuse and emotional abuse that I will not get into, but it is there. Uh, the, these issues, again, they raise uh, points of cultural differences in, parent, in parenting styles, which I've just mentioned. Um, this example of uh, African norm being, you know, physically punishing a child. And I must say, it was acceptable here in Ireland as well, until last December. It was only last December when the Children First Bill came into law, and it's just a few sections of the bill, not the whole bill has been enacted, but uh, section 1 to 5 and 28 uh, have been enacted and therefore child chastisement is amongst them. And the impact of racism is the major social constructions and as mentioned the direct provision again I will completely, I will emphasize the direct provision that it is used 
as a tool to marginalize and stigmatize communities. And other communities that are also not immune to this are the Roma and the traveler communities that uh, I got to know through my course and therefore uh, I stand in solidarity with those uh, communities. Uh, the impact of racism should not be underestimated because it, it fuels other social challenges and these become permanent. Uh, the social workers' responses to these issues, well, all not that is groom, as it sounds, as I feel sometimes social workers have taken a humanistic and holistic approaches to tackle these issues. In my language, we say, Bubuntu, humanity. And we need that as Africans ourselves. If we are preaching unity today, this, this evening, it has to be Ubuntu, humanistic values. We all love Madiba, and he also talks about Ubuntu. And remember the, oh, one more very, very important issue. Uh, African families as foster parents. I would like to urge African families to do take this uh, initiative very seriously. There is a huge shortage of African families coming forward to offer this service. Uh, well, I'm also being told to stop, but anyway, I like to conclude by this African proverb that it takes a village to raise a child. And also, I would also like to appeal once more to my fellow African community, support each other. Let's not break one another. You know, if you know there is no Makwabi, so she needs support about A, B, and C, reach out for that person and offer whatever you can because that will go a long way. We are not home. This is not home. I don't have my extended families here for, to offer me any kind of support, but I rely on my friends. I wouldn't be getting up every morning and going to UCC if it weren't of my friends who are taking care of my son, make sure that my son goes to, to crash, is picked up on time, is taken back at home. By the time I come home, auntie uh, prepared something to, for myself and said, uh, my sister, I know you're tired, you look tired. Therefore, plan day is day. That is where it starts. Uh, one more, I know I'm told to stop, but this is also very important. Africans, please. Let's participate within the Irish uh, uh, society. Let's be seen participating in the, in, in the issues in our communities. You know, some of you have been here longer than 10 years. You are Irish citizens. Get in the streets. If there's a, a, a protest, I don't want to be the only African there saying I will not pay water charges because I can't afford to. Let's get out there. There's a reproductive right that we should also be thinking about as Africans, that can I afford to have a certain number? Can I afford to go to England, to, to travel to England, to have uh, this choice? It, it's a, it is a choice. It, it, it's a choice, you know? I'm not influencing anyone otherwise. 
There's homelessness in the city centre. I live in the city centre. Uh, rents are hiking. Uh, you know, there's, there's migrant crisis. The weather is getting better. The Mediterranean will start getting, you know, it will start, people will start dying in the Mediterranean Sea. Therefore, as an African diaspora, we have to make our voices heard. I think I'll stop there because we'll be talking stuff on my time. Thank you very much. Sorry, Lena, to thank you.